The only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast. The perfect pickup deal. There's a deal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory sausage McMuffin with egg for just $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Welcome everybody to the Potaskew Podcast. I am CJ and with me always is sort of with me anyway is my hetero life mate Rico. How you doing brother? Oh I'm always with you whether you see me or not buddy. <laughs> That's a lot creepier than I think you meant it to be. Pretty sure you he meant it to be that creepy. <laughs> Probably. And that voice you hear is the infamous Arlen Lake that you've heard us talk about so much. Over. I'm infamous. You Ooh. are infamous. That is for certain. Go. She is the reason why every time I fucking wake up and I see my Twitter feed is like 100 plus, I'm like, oh, Arlen's awake. <laughs> Basically. It's, you know what? I like I like to keep you all informed, keep you in the loop. On and confused. Anything. Confused is a state that I would describe most of trying to sort through the threads <laughs> of... <laughs> How else are you supposed to see all the cat gifs and writer memes and, and completely packs. unrelated spin-off topics? And jetpack pictures. I had no and idea that gifs. many writers in the world until you entered our lives. Yes. You know, <laughs> I would agree. It was a rabbit hole. Welcome to Narnia. <laughs> I just, like that I just one. saw all three of those movies for the first time. Actually. Oh, Narnia? I had seen the first one. I, I had never seen the, the other two. Um, it was like really not great. You know, it wasn't that emotionally moving. Like it, there wasn't anything really wrong with it. It just kind of lacked that like awesomeness that the first one had. The CGI just looked really fucking direct to DVD. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that I get what you mean. Yeah, it did. It also I'm, didn't have a it, huge fan following, so <laughs> I am so it outside like a the conversation. TV movie. But well, we're not so, here to talk about the Chronicles of fucking Narnia. We're here no. to talk about a wonderful, uh, if not egotistical, uh, detective. And yes. we have scoured the world for a expert who has expertise as us. We haven't found one, but so we settled on Arlen. So, or at least somebody gonna, willing to spend enough time with us to talk about it. So we'll we'll be talking about the movies. We'll be talking about the shows. We'll be talking a little bit about the literary source, and I think Arlen knows more about the literary source more than me and CJ. But we okay. will at least try to hold our own. So what we're trying to say is we're going to talk about Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, no. So Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, no. All kidding aside, Arlen, being a writer herself and um, a fan of different authors, and we've seen this through the threads as much as we joke about it. There's been some clarity, and we do know that her and her friends as and as Rico mentioned we didn't I honestly have to agree with him I know he was kind of making a joke but I really did not know there were that many writers especially in the Twitterverse until we came across you so 
Um, Tis a rabbit hole, like I said. It, it is. And then from stumbled that rabbit across. hole... What's that, Rico? I said stumbled across her, really. Yeah. Yeah, I really... I don't even know how we connected. I think Jersey was the mutual I do, yeah. Connection. It, it was you and me <laughs> and the Jersey thing. Yeah. And then Rico just... Actually, ironically, if I recall, the night you and I stumbled across each other was the night Rico joined Twitter. Like, he joined yeah. as we were conversing... I think that's what it was. Yes, and you were like, "Hey, my buddy needs followers," and I was like, "I got you, boo." Yeah, and basically. Then now. <laughs> <laughs> and now, and now we have uh, eight hundred notifications a day. So anyway, <laughs> back to the point. Um, from that, you you being a writer, and then conversations we had somehow, and I don't remember. So. Arlen, if you recall, please jump in here. But Sherlock came up in the thread somewhere. Like someone brought him up. I don't even know if it was either one of us, but somebody brought him up. Uh, like I think the... it might have been me, actually. I think I might I might have made a Sherlock Holmes uh, joke or something. That that may have been. I have a I have a slight obsession with all things Sherlock Holmes. I say slight with quote marks because I don't mean slight at all. Um. But, oh, uh, everything is quote marks because you're a writer. Everything is in quote marks. That's true. That's true. Because that way you can't say it's plagiarism if I'm admitting it wasn't my words. Um, but uh, no, I um, – yeah, well, uh, Anne uh, at Brains and Socks on Twitter, um, she came to me with the idea of actually starting like a fan page. So we have one. Uh, she's a lot better at moderating that page than I am. Um, cause I have my hands in about 85 different pots right now, obviously with retreat coming up, but, uh, which yeah. I want you to plug before it's over. So remind me to, um, when we're getting towards the end here to let you do that, yes. because I think it's a, a very cool thing that you're, you've organized and we'll get to that later on. Um, and by the way, her and I had a very nice conversation. I told her we were recording this episode today. And so we had our own little mini non-recorded ver- uh, version of the episode last night which was fun to to talk about so she's very excited about this one she actually has contacted me like twice today like did you guys start recording yet i can't wait to hear this thing um she's also a little upset that she can't hear it live um uh, but it's what it is because she thought it was like it was like a streaming feature or something oh. she should be fucking grateful that no one can hear this live i would agree <laughs> i would agree if if and we've said this before, so there's no secret. But if people knew how much editing I do on a regular episode, yeah, they I've... they would comfort you as much as possible. Am I? The, by the way, am I the only one who thinks that Anne has the exact same haircut as Benedict Cumberbatch as Sherlock? She did that when um she did the one song for my karaoke challenge, and she dressed like Sherlock, and she did her hair like Sherlock. For me, guys, that was for me because she knows of my obsession. She doesn't always have that hairstyle. <laughs> okay, fair enough. So let's start from the beginning. Let's talk about how we were each introduced to the character of Sherlock or a Sherlock Holmes theme or whether it was a story or whether it was a movie or a show. So, uh, Arlen, since you are our uh, our guest. Sherlock expert, why don't you start? And our okay. guest. Usually you let the guests go first. <laughs> All right, we can either either reason is fine by me. Um, well, uh, I was uh, reading before I could walk. Funny story. Um, so my parents would give me uh, things to read that were far beyond what somebody of that age should read. Um, so I did read uh, a lot of uh, Doyle when I was younger. Um, 
Uh, first one I think I probably read was um, a study in Scarlet um, Hounds of Baskervilles, mm. which I actually did not like the first time I read it. I thought it was boring. Um, but uh, yeah, so those are the two that stand out the most. Um, and then um, Stephen King released his uh, uh, book of short stories, Nightmares and Dreamscapes. And in there he has his own Sherlock Holmes locked room mystery, which I absolutely loved. Um I've yet to but, read that. I need to read that. I've been wanting yeah, to. I, I told you about really that, good. I think, a couple months ago. But it was, yeah, it was it was really well done. It uh, it doesn't seem like a Stephen King story. It actually seems like a like a legit canon Holmes story. Um, but uh, one of the better fictions I've ever read. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. Yeah, uh, but um. You know, they remake Sherlock Holmes or they do different versions of it um, constantly. Uh, you know, you can see them on BBC, different actors, stage productions all over the place. So it's it's hard not to be exposed to it. Um, of course, I've seen every episode of BBC Sherlock, the one that's just called Sherlock. Um, and uh, all of Which the... Which we're going to talk about because I just binged that over the last 10 days to get ready for this. And <laughs> holy fuck is really the only words I have to describe that. Yeah, especially the final problem, which I actually like a, a couple former students of mine messaged me and they're like, why did you not warn us that like, yeah, mind blown with the last one? I'm oh. like, it's, <laughs> it's not really based on final problem, the book all that much. That's why it's like, I didn't know and until I watched it. But. Right before we called you, Rico and I were just taking care of some business business and we were discussing because he had been. He knows that I've been binging this, and one of the things he was saying to me is like, dude, when you get to that last episode on the fourth season, just be prepared. And even though he gave me that warning, it wasn't enough. Like, I watched yep. that shit no. and was like, what the fuck? Like, I yes, remember you find it, like everything you've known. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. But um, what I specifically told you, I said, when you get to the second episode of the yeah. fourth season, you're going to fucking be like, what the fuck is going on? Because all right, first off, we gotta we gotta we'll talk a little. There's gonna be some spoilers. If you are not caught up on Sherlock, we may spoil a big reveal for the season four. I mean, it's been out for a year, but still, Sherlock, Elementary, up, and the movies. Spoilers on all of them because we're diving in. So be prepared. So when when we say so movies, when, are we talking all movies? Or are we talking Robert Downey Jr.? Um. Well. I, I, I can't speak for Rico, but my knowledge-based movie-wise is kind of limited to those two. But I'm all for discussing whatever. Okay. Yeah, just a broad spectrum. Sounds good. Then, um, one, I don't know if I've uh, talked to you guys much about this. Um, uh, I've spoken with um, uh, Eric, a.k.a. Ginger Man, um, about uh, the uh, great detective archetype that when, when I say I developed, I don't mean I came up with the character. I just mean that I identified the archetype. Um, using Sherlock Holmes as a basis to develop a character. Uh, and if, uh, like, there's there's a rabbit hole if you want a rabbit hole. As soon as you realize that archetype, you'll see it everywhere. Um, when you're looking for um, a socially awkward genius um, who has a quirk that keeps him outside of the normal realm um, of performing his duties, but that same quirk is what makes him exceptional at what he does. Yeah. Um, as, soon as, as soon as you identify that, you'll see it everywhere. Um, psych is a great detective genre. Um, mm -hmm. House... Oh yeah, uh, the good doctor. Yeah, Monk. yeah. I, Monk. I, yep. I would say House more than Good Doctor, but I do see the connection. But House is certainly. Well, well House is based on Sherlock Holmes, right? I mean, even the name House and Holmes are are 
similar to each other. Right. Not to mention, it, what's what's his fucking friend's name? Uh, uh, um, Wilson. Instead of John, yeah, yeah. J- instead of instead of John Watson, it's James Wilson. Yeah, and I think even uh, House has the same address. It's like two two one something. Instead I don't know if they ever announced his. Yeah. I don't think they ever said. Um, his address. But speaking of address connections, real quick, Rico, and because we have to keep our our record intact of at least bringing up Marvel once per episode. Um, Calling all partners. Losing weight is better together with Nutrisystem's partner plan. In fact, people who diet together lose twenty percent more weight than dieting on their own. Get new premium meals with up to thirty grams of protein. They're big and filling and taste delicious. Plus, try our new restaurant faves that taste like your favorite restaurant, portioned with half the calories. Don't wait. You could win big cash during Nutrisystem's Better Together Partner Plan. One hundred k giveaway and maybe win the grand prize of $25,000. Just go to Nutrisystem.com slash thin right now and get 50% off plus an extra $50 off your first month. You heard me right. Go to Nutrisystem.com slash thin right now and get 50% off plus an extra $50 off. Don't wait. This partner plan offer will not last long. Just go to Nutrisystem.com slash thin right now and get 50% off plus an extra $50 off. Go to Nutrisystem.com slash thin. See website for details on our two-month subscription offer. No purchase necessary. Open only to U.S. residents over 21. Void where prohibited. Runs December 25 through April 4th, 2022. For official rules, visit Nutrisystem.com. Sponsored by Nutrisystem, Inc. <laughs> I, I think... I think they... I just saw Ant-Man yesterday, so I'm all Marvel. Nice. I haven't gotten to that one yet, but... Um, I think that the New York house for Doctor Strange is really close to the address for Sherlock. It's not exact, but it's like 18B bleaker. Like, it's... Yeah, it's I caught that. Pl- yeah, they mentioned that in uh, uh, Infinity War. They don't mention it. I think in the Doctor Strange movie, they mention it in Infinity War. No, they do. I remember seeing yeah. that. It's in both. You're right. You're yeah, right about Infinity War. Absolutely. But they also do bring it up in. Um, they don't talk about it, but they do a outside pan shot, and you can see oh, okay. like a, the nameplate on the wall of the building. And if okay. you notice that kind of stuff, like I do, <laughs> you um, if you're you, looking for it, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, but, when I saw Infinity War and it, sh- and it said Bleecker Street, I grabbed my friend Michael because I completely forgot that it's not Baker Street. I'm like, oh my gosh! Oh wait, no, that's not right. <laughs> no, I but I no, I'm with you, Rico, because I thought the same thing at first, and then I had to re- sit back and, like you said, take a minute and go, wait, no, 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 it's Baker, but it's fucking close. And I'd yeah. be curious. They never say where the one in London is, but I'd like to know what that address is because I'm. Very, very curious to see how close it is to to Baker Street. So. It's intentional, you know. It's intentional. Oh, totally, totally, and right. and it makes There's it even. All right, your two most famous roles are fucking Sherlock and Doctor Strange. So yeah. we're just going to constantly tie them in together. Right. Well, which, a... by the way, Rico, why don't um, Arlen? I don't know if you heard our Infinity War episode, but. Why don't you quickly tell her what they were going to do and you said they even shot it for the Infinity War and it just never made the movie. Do you remember? With him and no, RDJ? You gotta be more specific, buddy. About the... Well, I'll tell it and then if I'm missing a piece, how about you fill in the story, fill in the pieces. So, okay. apparently they actually had a scene because RDJ and... Oh, okay. I know share a lot of screen time together in that movie. And so at one point, they apparently shot a scene where somebody else says, no shit, Sherlock, and the two of them just pause and look at each other uh-huh. and then move on. <laughs> um, but it never made the movie. Yes. I'm, 
the the Blu-ray DVD comes out in two weeks, so I'm very excited to see if maybe that's like a deleted scene or something. So I'm, I, I hope so. Yeah, I, the Russo brothers, I think, had talked about how they were fully aware of what the fans wanted, and they're fully aware of memes, and they're fully aware of movie fights, as well as like, um, uh, what's that one? Um, Honest trailers. Oh, like the Russo brothers have both been on honest trailers for like Captain America Winter Soldier and they said their goal for Winter Soldier was to make a a movie that could not be spoofed on honest trailer. Mm. Like that was their goal before they even started production. Right. And so they said, all right, let's film it. Let's see how it flows. And they're like, you know, it's too campy. It's too on the nose. It doesn't flow well with this really fucking depressing movie that we're going to put out. So I think they just said, fuck it. You know, the fans, the fa- we're just going to have to tell the fans to go fuck themselves one time. <laughs> right. Well, that's fair. And like I said, if it if it's a scene that made the cutting room floor but makes the deleted scenes on the Blu-ray, I'll be happy with that. So that'll be, that'll be good enough that'll for That'll be me. fun to watch. Yeah, totally. Or even the gag reel. Like that could be that really could make either the deleted scenes or the gag reel. Either way, yeah, yeah. So. yeah what, what they should do is have, uh, knowing that uh, Martin Freeman is already part of the Marvel cast, is uh, have Jude Law just kind of walk by, be in the middle of a scene oh, where all the other three are in it. <laughs> that would be amazing. Well, Jude Law is now in the MCU. He's in Captain Marvel. Is he? Oh, he is. I did not know that. Yeah, he he's going to play Marvel, so he's going to be the original Captain Marvel. Who is probably what I what I my theory is is he's going to tutor Brie Larson's Captain Marvel and then probably be like revealed as a villain. They're probably ah. going to fucking uh, ironmonger him. Okay. Although okay. talking about Jude Law, did you guys see the fucking Fantastic Beast two trailer that just yes. yesterday? I Holy shit! I, yeah, I'm very much looking forward to that. That looks that looks insane. CJ, you are missing the fuck out because i'm like i had no idea that i would actually be like how much i would appreciate jude law being a young dumbledore there you go yep yeah it that's actually what's got me excited about this one i mean because i didn't see the one you're talking about that came out i guess yesterday i I think i heard you say but i saw the first trailer and i saw he was being the young dumbledore because it showed it there too so that Mm -hmm. that actually does have me excited for the movie but i want to get us back to to Sherlock here and uh, well, Mr. I, I actually had a, I had a, I had a little question. In tying Please. with both Sherlock and Harry Potter, do you think Sherlock Holmes went to Hogwarts? No, <laughs> no, but he could have. He's a man of science, um, True. Uh, with uh, no belief in the spiritual realm whatsoever. So no. Yeah, I I gotta be with Arlen on this one. I think that's where he would stand on that that divide. I agree, but I also think Sir Arthur Conan Doyle could have gone to Hogwarts because he was a big believer in fairies. Did you guys know about this? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That, like that 100% I can see. believe pixies. And then, like, because, like, these two little girls had, like, made, like, cutout, wooden cutouts of, like, pixies or something and, like, took a photo from, like, way back when. And he saw the photo and it's like, oh my God, pixies are fucking real. Went on a whole, like, wrote a whole article about it. And then he went years later to go see it. And they, the little, the girls were like grown women, women. And they're like, okay, we made this up. And even still, he was like, no, no, fucking pixies are real. You're full of shit. I know what I, I know what I know. There you go. I love your impression of him. It's like, like a real American Sir Arthur Coda Toy. 
Well, I know what I know. I he's know not. Know. He's not following his own advice. The uh, you know when you eliminate the impossible, whatever's left, he just he won't follow his own advice with that. That's one. true. That's true. Can't argue with that. So, I, and that actually leads me to a couple of things I want to do real quick before, because Rico, you had asked about his, each getting into our introductions of the character and whatnot, and I, I agree that's the way to go. But I want to just give the audience a little bit of information about um, Arthur Conan Doyle and the character real quick. Um, the first printed Sherlock Holmes story was in 1887, and it's the study in Scarlet, which if I heard you say, Arlen, was the first one you read. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool. You read the like the first story because I'm not even sure that I've read that one personally. Yeah. Um, the OG. Yeah, the OG. Um, and so there's that. I'm not going to go through everything, but because some of it we'll just get to in conversation. But one piece of information I'm seeing here is that it the character is in the Guinness work of, Guinness Book of World Records as the most portrayed movie character in history. Yep. So, that's, yeah, he's, and and I wanted to touch on the staying power of the character just some point anyway, because, I mean, he started in 1887, so we're talking 231 years ago. Or no. Well, yeah. it's, it's, uh, you know, ago. as, as I had said, well, cause I mean, and you're just talking about like the literal translation of the character, yes. um, you know, the actual portrayal of the character, not including, um, everybody would fall as a sub under the archetype. And yeah. that, that I think is where the, the staying power came is that, you know, Doyle came up with this archetypal character and it was something so intriguing to watch, um, that, uh, you know, it was, it was, uh, other archetypes would include like uh, uh, Cinderella, which Harry Potter falls under the Cinderella archetype. Um, mm-hmm. You know the uh, the rags to riches, yeah. um, heart of gold is what saves you, kind of thing. Um, you know when we see these things pop out, like the first time that we see them, it's so intriguing, it's so you know magical to see um, that even seeing it in all these other different places where we would identify it is still just as magical. You're just changing the setting, but that heart, that character is still there. And and you being a writer, Arlen, I actually would like to ask you this question because I think you're the most, you know, uh, adept to answer this for me. But as him, as he was writing this, do you think he was intending to create this archetype that would spawn off not only all these different versions of the, his character, but but then these other things that we were just referring to, like your house and these other things, or was he just writing a story and it just turned into this archetype? I think there was um, a little bit of both because um, Doyle was the first person to come up with the concept of a consulting detective, um, which is something we actually use in real life now. Um, You know, we have people who are, uh, you know, profiles, um, psychological analysts, um, you know, mathematicians who come in and consult on these cases. This was unheard of before that had happened. So when he created this character, I do think that, you know, part of it, I think, was he wanted to make an interesting story. Um, he is the father of forensic science when you look at it that way, um, you know, analyzing for clues um, and uh, that sort of thing. Uh, you know, forensics before that was was nothing. You know, it was right. it was whatever they wanted it to be. Um, but, you know, using science, using the art of deduction and induction, um, since it's not usually deduction in that case, but that's a different topic. Um, <laughs> but uh, so I think that, yes, he set out to uh, change law enforcement um, in a way. Um, I don't think he intended for it to spiral into uh, the creation of a new literary archetype, though. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. Good. 
Good to know. Thank uh, you. I would also add that he uh, not only did he make an amazing archetype hero, he also made an archetype villain. Moriarty yes. Yes. is 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 instrumental in every villain we've had since. Yeah. He is equal, if not greater, than the hero. He is Here's just a... intelligent. The, the, the shadowy, pun intended, the shadowy uh, figure that mirrors Sherlock. Just a little bit of a, you know, he's the other side of a really fucked up coin. Well, and here's the here's the funny thing about that is when you read the original Sherlock stories, Moriarty did not play a huge role in Sherlock's life. Um, however, you know, when people read that character and they saw it as, you know, as the the foil, as the antithesis, um, you know, the opposite of Sherlock, um, you know, the uh, once again, uh, socially awkward genius, but the flip side of it, um, instead of using the those insane, uh, you know, above human skills, superhuman skills to serve people, um, you know, using it to be completely self-serving and, and cause chaos. Um, right. I think you know, people seeing that um, and, uh, you know, enjoying seeing that sort of like entanglement with the dark side, it, the fascination is what made Moriarty bigger than he was. But if you look back, he's not really in all that many books. Well, no, I would true. liken him to yeah. being like the emperor in Star Wars and taking on the bitter role. Mm. Well, like, you know, the, the emperor thing. is the ultimate big bad, but Vader is the one you see the majority of the time. Right. Uh, yeah. And that's the other thing, too. Like, um, and I know we're-, we're gathered here today to join Mike and Jill in holy matrimony. So they may file jointly this tax season. And you are? April from Tax Act, the tax filing software with the expert guidance to help you file for less and get more. Works for me. So, Mike, do you take this woman to love, honor, and get her a maximum refund? I do. Jill? Ditto. I now pronounce you married, filing jointly. I always cry at filing status updates. Tax Act. Switch to Tax Act today and start for free. See taxact.com for details. I'm not saying you have to love football. We all have different likes and dislikes, people. Personally, I'm not a fan of the avocado. I just don't like the mouthfeel. But, but if you're someone who loves football, I mean, truly loves it well, my sportsbook app might be the greatest thing that has ever happened to you. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call, text, or chat our confidential and toll-free helpline at 1-888-532-3500. Jumping around, but that's kind of what we wanted to do. So I'm happy about that. But like going back to that Sherlock show, the BBC show, he really is only in what three episodes, and he's only referenced like in six. Now, granted, there's only twelve episodes to the entire right. series so far, but and so that does put him in half. But he, I would argue half of that half is really just like a fleeting reference. It's not really where he's a a, a focal character of that particular episode. Um, like well, because the, he's dead at one point. Well, yeah, it, well, but ish. Um, without giving away too many spoilers, I'm not sure how deep we want to go into it. Oh, but, we're um, spoiling the shit out of it. Like if gotcha. Yeah, Moriarty yeah. wasn't Moriarty. I mean, if you've if you've seen the uh, the final problem, um, you don't think so? See, I still think I still I'm not. I just think that that was an, a, a different twist on the overall flow of the characters. Um rogues gallery to use a comic book term but he i think moriarty was still moriarty there was just this additional um villain or or anti-hero really that was even was pulling the strings and yeah but i think moriarty would would have been more because all right 
So I'm going to reference something specifically from that final problem episode. When she gets her five-minute conversation with him, he still Mm -hmm. seems like Moriarty before he ever talked to her. So, yes, she's pulling strings, but he's still Moriarty. Do you know what I'm saying? Like it's yes. Well, because he did. He had a high level of intelligence, um, right. you know, and just by uh, the is his resume, literal resume, which they actually do discuss. Um, you know that uh, you can see he has a high level of intelligence. Obviously, he's uh, got something a little wrong with him. Um, sociopathic, psychopathic. That's for you know my therapist husband to determine, um, which is <laughs> yes, something we discuss um, oh, ad nauseum. But. Um, but uh, the motivations were not his own. Um, his desire was simply to cause chaos. Um, however, the uh, the enchantment he had with Sherlock was not his own enchantment. Um, it was Sherlock's sister's enchantment. Do you think so? You don't think he would have been intrigued by him anyway? Um, he was on assignment. Um, he was just happy to serve that assignment um, okay. because he was a psychopath. Okay. Fair I think enough. there's I... more to it. Because I believe in this, this Moriarty... Uh, has a lot of gay undertones, and I believe he there's a lot of gay subtext between this Moriarty right. and Sherlock. Yes, not to um, mention the actor playing him is is homosexual, but like it almost came off the impression that this Moriarty is not only in love with Sherlock, but he is also obsessed and trying to destroy him, as well as having an assignment. It all just kind of clicked together, but there is a lot of subtext. Right, and that's where I was coming in. That I don't think it's completely his sister. I think she has a big big role in it but i think to rico's point it would have been he would have been that obsessed with him regardless do you know what i'm saying yeah and i do think you know it could have gotten there however i don't think he was um uh, he had him in his sights until he was set that way by a sherlock sister that's um, possible in, yeah, yeah I, I, I'd agree. And, yeah and it's you know it, it like you said there's there's that uh like intense um obsession with Sherlock, and I and I do think that was his own, but I just don't think he was in his sights until he got set that way. Um, and I think that um, you know the character I, of Moriarty in the Elementary series is completely different. Oh, um, and I need to talk about that. Yes, yeah, so by yeah. all means, but that you're Bear right. Bear in mind, I, I have not caught up on on that Elementary, so I you know CJ more or less has kind of spoiled that for me. That you know, I and, and I'm sorry, Rico, but we we is, can't is Moriarty. Yeah, and I'm sorry, but we can't not talk about that. That would just be a disservice. No, no, to it's fine. I mean, just don't don't ruin any other good new like good episodes. Just let. <laughs> but, and I mean, we, yeah, we can we can talk about Moriarty without ruining any of the new stuff because the new stuff is completely off canon. It's you know, um, yeah. she's not really a part of that. But well, I, you know, how caught up are you? Because the last episode, yeah, she's kind of a part of it. Um, I saw up to uh, actually, I only saw I think one or two of the brand brand new ones. Okay, so it's I think it's already six or seven deep. So oh, okay, I, yeah, I yeah. I, I won't ruin anything directly, but sh- she is making a comeback. I'll leave it at that. So yeah, um, I'm just yes. I'm just gonna, like divert my attention to like something else while you guys talk <laughs> about this. I'm just gonna be floating no, off. No, no, I'm, I'm gonna leave it there. But so yeah, so in. Let's let's talk about elementary for a minute. Um, elementary is a definitely a really different spin on the whole character world, being that it's first it's set in America. Number two, um, John Watson is now Joan Watson, and, right? Gender bending all over the place. Yeah, right, totally all over the place. But but I like that twist. That's what drew me to want to see it in the first place because I wanted to see how that played out. It would it had 
two possible outcomes. It could have been really good, which I think it is, or it could have been a complete fucking disaster. And it wasn't. <laughs> so I will take what we're getting out of this. Um, and I do like Lucy Liu and as Joan Watson. I think that's a good, mm-hmm. good way to go about it. Um, I will be honest until I watched Elementary and then subsequently have watched Sherlock. I don't think I realized how much of a substance problem Sherlock had. Like I knew he it was, is... I, I knew he was prone to experimenting with things, but I didn't know mm-hmm. that it was to the level that it seems to be. Right, and that that is that that's canon. That's from the literature. Right. Um, right. Him, oh, him being an yeah, him being an addict was was definitely part of it. Um, a lot of the adaptations do kind of uh, they overlook that or they make it minor. Um, or, you know, instead yeah. of like, instead of heroin or morphine, it's something softer, you know? Um, but, uh, yeah, they do with, uh, elementary, they do, um, make that a big point. Um, but, well, uh, it, what I do, uh, as far as elementary though, what I do want to say though, is that, you know, as you mentioned, it's a, it's like, it's a different world. It's a different country. Everybody in it is different. However, Johnny Lee Miller as Sherlock Holmes, he plays it. As the iconic Sherlock, yeah. yes. it's yeah. just a different world. It is still the same Sherlock. If you look at the way he plays it and the way Benedict Cumberbatch plays it, um, and even the way Robert Downey Jr. plays it, you see the similarities. The character yes. is still the character. Everything else and, is different. Yeah. And yeah. look, I because this keeps coming back into my head, and I know right off the bat that it's not Holmes, but House is too close to not include in this conversation, I think. Cause I agree. Because even... Cause even to the point of it being an addict. House was a, yeah. a Vicodin addict. I mean, like, yep. it, it's just too much. Like, if... It's probably a bad way to put this, but House is like the stepbrother of all the other Holmes <laughs> canon stuff. You know what I mean? There you go. Like, it, it, but, it, but it fits, and it fits better than any other, any other character from that archetype that you mentioned, Arlen. Like, I agree. There is this archetype out there that sometimes touches the homes world like it, it hits the edge of the homes world but it doesn't fully dive in and then you got house which is basically homes as a doctor you know mm-hmm. what i mean i mean the only so way who's you the make in house <sighs> that's a good question um it's different depending upon the season yeah i would um, agree i think um his uh the closest to moriarty you would get um, would be, and I can't remember the character's name, but um, the man who uh, bought the hospital and was no. in charge of him and I think, tried to destroy him. Yeah, and, and the actor's Kai McBride. I can't think of the character's name either. I agree with you, but no, I will do you one better. I think the closest to Moriarty was, and it, I can tell you what season it was. It was season three, and he... You know, when House would do those clinical minutes that he had to do, he was usually a pretty big jerk-off to whoever he had to, to deal with. Right. And one of them was a cop. And because oh, the cop yes. gave him shit, he gave him an uh, anal thermometer to take his temperature. And that cop made his life a living hell for the next, like, 18 months. That is right. the closest Moriarty I think we've ever had in that series. But you're right, Arlen. It really does change from... Sometimes it's multiple seasons because I think that cop thing ran over two seasons. To be fair, but yeah, 
I but think both those time- characters did. The the owner of the hospital eventually was uh, it was yeah. gone in the cop. They but you know if you look at the final series, sorry, my house just got invaded with children who are going to go play downstairs now. Um, if you look at the uh, uh, the final episodes and consider them sort of um, you know House's version of the final problem, um, you know, and you can see a lot of similarities there. Yeah. Um, in that case, the 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 uh, enemy of House was House. Yeah, and and Sherlock truly is his own enemy, always has been. So um, I I would go further. I I have another metaphor, uh, my uh, another metaphor, Moriarty. It could either be his leg, which holds Mm. him back. True. Yeah. Or it could be every episode's disease or ailment that he has to conquer and figure out. That's those. I I would disagree with that because um, one of the huge things in order for it to fit into the uh, great detective archetype is the puzzle um solving the puzzle is what keeps sherlock alive and in fact um cj will know this better looking at um the current uh season of elementary um one of the first things that well one of the things he keeps saying is if anything goes wrong with his head and he can't do this he can't solve crimes he is going to relapse because that is the only thing that keeps him alive is the puzzle and being able to be the person who solves it. Right. And Rico, we're not ruining anything for you, but at one point he develops a post-concussive syndrome and it, pre- it prevents him from being Sherlock to the full length that he can be himself. And decreases really... his, his, his abilities for a while. Right. Yeah. And you can, you see what Sorry, that. Sorry, well, no, because and, and I'm I won't tell you why, but Mycroft does not play as big of a role in this series as he does in every other incarnation that I've seen. Mycroft is really a an ancillary character. His a guest star, yeah. right? His the, the Mycroft in the elementary series is more his father. His yes. father is a big, big role in this series. And, and he's the, t- he's more frequent than actual Mycroft, and yes. it plays the same role. You know the yes. uh, the the caretaker, the love hate relationship, the uh, yeah, the I'll do anything for you, but at the same time I might murder you and you sleep, and you'll never know one day to the next which one <laughs> yeah. it's going to be. See that that was the linchpin where Steph tr- got me try really. I mean, she wanted me to watch Elementary anyways because she knows I like Sherlock Holmes, but she was like, "You've got to watch it for the actor who plays his yeah. dad." And yeah. he was like, it, it, you know, he's from, she wants to show me the show Fringe as well. And we Fringe, rented yeah. it from, from, uh, from work. And then my boss said, Hey, I need you to return that. Someone's asking for it. I'm like, motherfucker, I only had it two days. Oh, and man. Sleepy Hollow. He was in Sleepy Hollow as well. Yeah. And he's also that, that same actor, the one, the one who plays, uh, plays Sherlock's dad. He was in Fringe and he was in Sleepy Hollow. The show Sleepy Hollow or the movie Sleepy Hollow? The, 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 the TV show. Oh, I would see the TV shows. I, oh, I, I okay. Okay. did you? So did did Steph tell you who it is, or did you see who it is, or no? Well, I I actually had known of this actor because I had seen little bits of it, but he's in. He voices the Scarecrow in the Batman Arkham Knight game. Yes. Yeah, and he is also, but he's also he's in Lord of the Rings. He's in the Return of the King. That's right. Yeah, that's right. He's a devilish fucking actor. Jesus. Yes, he is. But he's really it's- good. And and honestly, Rico. Steph's right, not to go off on a tangent, but you would like him in Fringe, so you do need to get the chance to watch that when you can. It, you would like it. Well, I, as soon as we, as soon as she comes back into town, and my boss is is, uh, never mind. Uh, it's, a shame, it's a shame you got. <laughs> it's a shame you got. Don't we don't live closer together? We've said that before, but I have all the seasons. I would just lend them to you. 
By but the anyway. way, just going to throw it out there. Um, both Fringe and Sleepy Hollow fall under the great detective archetype. Continue. Oh, totally. I could see that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh, Ichabod Crane is definitely a is is definitely a not a carbon copy, but he's definitely been influenced by Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. Oh yes, yes. Uh, well, the, the, the TV know, series, not the first? not the movie. Well, the literary source, but which came out first? Do you, do you guys know which came out first? Uh, 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 Sleepy Hollow by Irving Berlin, or or um, I'm on it. Sherlock. Give me a second. I would, yeah, as he's looking it up, I would venture to say that Sherlock Holmes would come out first um, just because Sleepy Hollow was an American story, I believe. Yes. Well, Sleepy Hollow is in New York. It keeps talking about the, sh- the the show. I'm trying to find the actual story, so bear with me here. Anyway, um, while I'm looking that up, I'll, we'll come back to it. But yeah, it with elementary, so so Rico, this is the one part I am going to spoil for you. Um, Moriarty is a woman in this no, I know it's Stella Dormer. I know that. And but here's the interesting thing, and it, and and Arlen, I love this. When I heard this, they were in a relationship together for a while. Yes, because she well, she's a combination of Irene Adler and, and yeah, it's not even a combination. She introduced herself to him as Irene Adler. That's the name yes. she gave him when they met. What a diabolical bitch! Oh, yes. you have no idea. You have no idea. You guys well, are like setting me up with a major hard on, and I haven't come yet. Like I'll watch the <laughs> fucking show. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, and that, that's uh, one of the things that that I'm noticing about Elementary is that basically they're going to take everything that's considered canon for the Sherlock Holmes character and um, uh, completely change it. So, like you know, when I say that Sherlock is the only thing that's original you know that or that's from the original in that show that is correct everything else is different um and you know including all of the uh the the characters that that you see so um whereas all of the uh other ones irene adler is you know she has her role in his life she's um a temptress she's the only woman he's ever loved in the way that he can but she's also an employee of moriarty and this one totally different moriarty's woman combined with irene adler you know, so once again, Sherlock well, is the well, only thing. But let me ask you a question: Do you think they could be a an adaptation where Sherlock is played by a female? Oh, yes, absolutely. And there has been. There oh, has that been. I didn't know. Which one? But... Um, well, then it wouldn't have been called Sherlock Holmes. I mean, I mean, I'm meaning more in like the great detective sense, not in, in no. Uh, I, literal I think Rico's asking though if there could be a flat out Sherlock female or like a Cheryl. Actually, there was there was talk of something. Now that you bring it up, Rico. Cheryl. I, no, Cheryl. there was going to be a Holmes story where Holmes was a female, and they were changing the name to Cheryl. They were instead of Sherlock. They were gonna or they were gonna call her Cheryl, and it was gonna be short for Sherlock. Because I, I could see Holmes. that. Um, I would say to not change the name if that's the case. But absolutely, uh, the character of Sherlock Holmes um, is not at all dependent upon his gender. Um, no, you know it's it, it's dependent uh, yeah. on, on ego. Yeah, it's dependent on the content of his character. So absolutely. to to our story answers, Sleepy Hollow was published in 1820, and as I mentioned earlier, the first Sherlock Holmes was 1787. So. Sleepy Hollow is after Holmes. What's that? You said seventeen eighty seven or eighteen eighty seven? I think it was. Hold on, I got it right here. I got to switch screens. That was eighteen seventy seven. I'm sorry, eighteen seventy seven. But either way, it's still okay. So eighteen. No, so, yeah, so Sleepy Hollow's first. Yeah, my fault. So it's arguable that Ichabod Crane could have been an original uh, in uh, inspiration. Yeah, it's possible. Uh, 
May, okay, well, if you read Sleepy Hollow as opposed to watch the TV show or even the movie Sleepy Hollow, not even close. The character oh, really? is not it's in, just a comical yeah. pop. Yes, the uh, what they've done with the character of Ichabod Crane is totally different from what the original story was. It's yeah, it's totally something different. And, yeah, <laughs> and even John Guest's portrayal is is kind of a is a kind of a an emigram of both of them. It's yeah. kind of he's foppish and cowardly, but he's also got a direct, uh, brilliant detective mind. Right. So I I don't know if that was I mean it was probably intended to be like oh well we're gonna take the comical aspects but we're gonna also give him the brilliance right. So eventually eventually he falls into the great detective archetype, but not in the beginning, not the original. Story. Do you know? Do you know what my uh, my first introduction was? Well, obviously you guys know, but I'm I'm trying to make it about me now. What your first what was? <laughs> this is not my about you. You think it's you think it's your show or something that it has to oh, be yeah. about you? We haven't talked about oh, you guys. A, we talked about me. This so isn't Rico's rants. I'm sorry. Shit. No, this is not Rico's rants. <laughs> go ahead. Gosh, I'm gonna I'm gonna eat my sour gummy snake while you talk. Go ahead. That's kind of dirty. Yeah, it really did. <laughs> I've been waiting. It. My husband handed me this like 30 minutes ago. But we need it. You're not helping. My husband handed me a sour <laughs> gummy dirty snake. Like <laughs> y'all don't know what goes on in the outskirts of this here rectangle. Okay. No. Stop nor do we want it's to. Freaking me out. Okay, so uh, actually, it was it was two things. It was young Sherlock Holmes. Oh my God, she's got cherries that look like festivals. <laughs> Just in case Those you wonder some... what else I'm going to eat. Oh my Those God, I'm sorry. They're not supposed to be red. They're supposed to be blue. <laughs> That's just wrong. And green and green. <laughs> okay, so my first introduction was two things. It was the Great Mouse Detective. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Yeah. And it, I mean, not to, I won't, I won't drag the story out, but when I was about maybe five years old, I was with, um, my mother's boyfriend at the time. And, but we, he and I still became close friends, even though he was substantially older. He's sort of a, another father figure, older brother type guy. I had seen a preview for the Great Mouse Detective on old Disney VHS tape, but I couldn't pronounce detective. Mm. So we went to a video store to rent a movie or to buy a movie. And I, I, it came out to Tata, the great mouse to Tata, <laughs> which I, 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 I just don't know how I couldn't pronounce it, but I was five or something. So <laughs> he's asking me to go up to the clerk and be like, what movie do you want? I just kept saying the great mouse to Tata. And as a video store clerk, I would have been able to figure that out. I'm like, I would have typed in the great mouse. Okay. It's not the Tata, right. but right. This poor clerk just, either had ne- it was just terrible at her fucking job or had never heard the fucking movie so she's just like i don't know one what you're saying two what you're looking for so george the guy i was with was like rico go find it and i just knew where it was even though i'd never been to this video store found it and i just said see it's right here you guys are fucking morons and like oh that's the great mouse detective we're yeah we're morons so that was my first introduction to a sherlock holmes character but then I saw young Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. Mm. And that is a, a fucking acid trip of a story yeah. as well. As, because it's, it's Spielberg produced. It's written by Chris Columbus. It's pretty much pretty faithful. But they're like saying, oh, what if, you know, Watson and Sherlock had met when they were like in boarding school at like, you know, 17 years old. Mm. Uh, Moriarty is the, you know, instructor. And it had actually a really kind of interesting story because I just rewatched it 
for the first time in like 20 years. And yeah, there's a lot of awfulness, but the actor who plays Sherlock is actually, for a younger interpretation, is actually substantially good. Mm. And it was directed by fucking Barry Levinson. Like, it's all, all these big names, and they're like, I came like this. This was definitely not released in theaters. There's no, and I was like, oh my shit, it was. Huh. But so that was my first introduction to the Sherlock archetype or the Sherlock character. And weirdly enough, Pixar, that was the first film that Pixar had worked on. Really? Like they did animation for when Watson is like hallucinating and he's seeing like pastries attack him. Huh. And you know, I don't know if you know this, but Arlen, I live like a stone's throw away from Pixar Studios. No oh, neat. So I'm in the Bay Area. Like the Fenton's ice cream shop that's featured in Up is yeah. literally a block away from where I work. That's awesome. Yeah. So to see like having Pixar and Sherlock and this weird fucking adaptation, kind of like I don't know, is is like a, is like a big giant fucking. Uh, Christmas present that I still occasionally open. I'm like, oh, look at that! It's it affected my life so. Much. <sighs> I'm gonna have to go back and watch that. Like I remember it, but I couldn't tell you anything about it except that they were at boarding school. That's the only thing I remember. Yeah, I'm kind of with you, <laughs> Arlen. I'm gonna have to go back and watch that now that now that you're talking about it. Rick. I just looked it up while you were talking. It does look interesting, but it did also bring up another movie. Like you know, it'll suggest other things, and it brought up one that I have no desire to see. So I'm hoping one of you saw and can tell me it's better than it looks. But it was the one called Mister. Holmes and it's Ian McKellen playing an older oh, Holmes. God, and it I saw so terrible. pieces of it, and it was very boring. Yes. Okay. Then but I'm not going to watch it. He's a phenomenal actor, which makes it yes. it's hard for me to say that. But it was very much like the the like I said, I didn't see the whole thing. I saw pieces of it, but it was it was like imagine if you know your your old cranky Uncle Grandpa. <laughs> who's the one who always talks about the good old days and the kids need to get off his lawn. Like imagine if he had been Sherlock and now he's that cranky old grandpa who sits around talking about how the kids need to get off his yeah, lawn. See, like, I, it, <laughs> I don't want to see that. I don't want to see this character it's, it's, that I love so much in that format, you know? And that's what I was yeah. worried about with the going back to elementary real quick. That's really what I was worried about. Like they could have, and I know I already said this, but I want to reiterate, they could have either been really good or really terrible. And thankfully, oh, I, it wasn't. It was I agree, terrible. especially because the uh, it, with the the gender bending in that. Whenever they yeah. do that with a character, I always think, "Oh, great, yeah, we're pandering to to a target group, to a target demographic." Um, and then, you know, when I actually saw Elementary, it was like, "Okay, this isn't just um, you know pandering to a demographic. Like it's it's written into the story to where it's not the focal point." But, um, you know, it is part of the story, which sidetrack a little here. Another uh, great detective, um, the Doctor, Doctor Who. I'm not saying you have to love football. We all have different likes and dislikes, people. Personally, I'm not a fan of the avocado. I just don't like the mouthfeel. But, but if you're someone who loves football, I mean, truly loves it well, my sportsbook app might be the greatest thing that has ever happened to you. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call, text, or chat on confidential and toll-free helpline at 1-888-532-3500. Um, I have that same fear with now there being a female doctor. I have not yet seen any of the episodes, and I fear that that will be a pandering to a target demographic. I realize I am that demographic, um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, I have, that, I have that same fear. So we'll see, and hopefully it'll end up like elementary and be phenomenal. 
And by the way, um, whatever I did that paused everything for 30 seconds, I got Rico back. So, Woo-hoo. victory. I can see both of you simultaneously now. So, anyway. Um, oh, baby. <laughs> I love it when you do that eyebrow thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, but he doesn't have uh, cherries and snakes to dangle in front no. of the camera. Um, well, he does. I just <laughs> I don't mean, want I to see them. I mean, this would be x ray <laughs> He does have them. I just don't want to see them. So, <laughs> it's not true. that color. Well, I hope not. They're brighter. Um, but they're not. They're not neon red and green. So, just no, kind of no, they're I, dark purple. Anyway, um, <laughs> they're black and blue. God, editing is going to be a nightmare. <laughs> um, it's been a while. There you go. You like. The one, the one thing I would just say about elementary, and maybe not a final thought, because I'm sure we'll double back to it anyway. But the one thing I found really interesting, and it took me like maybe half the first season, if not the whole first season, to realize that Sherlock was the guy from Hackers. Yes. So Johnny Lee Miller, yep. because 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 well, he doesn't look or sound anything like the the character from Elementary, like you it's, and it, uh, Train Spotting. I have only seen that once, but I'm sure he's I'm sure he's there. So, anyway, um, CJ, is this your obligatory time to tell me I need to still to see fucking hackers? You always like integrate it. No, it's only been like twice. Trust me, I do all the editing. I know. So I, I think this is the first time. Maybe third. I'll give you three. It could be three. I mean, but th- you could just see it, and then he'll stop saying you need to see i mean hey i saw almost famous of of cj and dustin's recommendation and that was kind of a disappointment well that's because dustin got you convinced that kate hudson was running around naked doing blow off somebody's dick and you wanted to see who would want to fucking see that (laughs) uh goldie (laughs) hawn would want to see that (laughs) right okay where did did goldie hawn come into this because that's that's totally her mom. That's Kate Hudson's mom. Oh right, right, right. Okay, sorry. Anyway, back to Sherlock. Um, <laughs> Sherlock would want to see that. Of yeah, course, right. he'd want to see that. No, he'd want to he'd want to join her in the drug abuse, but otherwise yeah, he wouldn't care. Um. So let let's jump <laughs> over to because we're gonna get to the movies, and I do want to get to RDJ's thing, but I I still want to start with Sherlock the show. Yeah, I know that came out worse than I meant. Don't look at me like that way. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like hanging out with a bunch of twelve-year-old boys. It's awesome. Yeah, that's what we are uh, basically. Are you, are you our babysitter? Yeah, right. Are you kidding me? What do you think's going to happen at retreat? Are we going to sit around reading the Bible? I wish we could make it to that. I really do. I, it's you guys have to can. join us virtually. Oh, well, I'm I'm in if Rico's in to read the Bible. No, join the. What? You know that retreat that Arlen's doing in Chicago later this year, right. the writers retreat. They're setting up a thing called Discord. It's an audio-only kind of like a Skype situation. So we could call in and kind of participate over the internet if we wanted to for a little bit. Yes. And and then be rejected and never called back again. Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> have, you, have you seen the threads I participate in on Twitter? Do you really think I'm ruling out you guys? Do you think it's possible for us to catch up, Arlen? No, I can't even catch up. As soon as I get to the bottom, my phone bounces up to the top. It's so frustrating. Well, here's here's the interesting thing about about. I know we're deviating way off the topic for a minute, but they really and I and I know we've been making a lot of jokes, and it's been fun, and I'm enjoying it. But one of the things that's really intriguing to me, and I was talking to Anna about this last night when we were chatting, we're the only non-writers. It feels like in your group, and 
And not only are we the I'm only thinking. non-writers, but we've been really well accepted, I think. And I, I really find that intriguing that we've kind of, you know, broken into this inner sanctum, if you will. You know? Yeah. Well, I'd argue that I think I'm a writer, but I haven't published it. Well, I mean, you guys are, you, you may not be um, writers, but you're artists of the word in a different way. Yeah. Um, you know, that's why when I when I list things like, you know, my, my who's who and my Monday meet and all that stuff like that, you know, where I mentioned that, you know, what I promote are artists, writers and podcasters, you know, it's. Yeah, but we're the only podcasters form. so far that I've noticed. No, you're not the only podcasters. Oh. You're just the only podcasters who aren't also writers. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Oh, well, yeah, because there's there's Ginger. And and his video mm-hmm. thing that he does, which you did a very good job on, by the way. Um, Thank you. Sure. So, but I want to get into Sherlock specifically because a, it's the freshest thing in my mind because I literally just finished the final problem last night. But it's mm. also because is Rico on fire? Are you okay? No, he was smoking and oh got, yeah. So, okay. um. When Rico and I were doing the the Marvel slash Infinity War episode that we recorded, because it ended up being like three hours. Mm. Are you all right there? Yeah, I'm just trying to stop a laugh. You don't want me to keep talking. Oh, just <laughs> laugh. It's all right. Anyway, when we were doing that episode, Rico had asked me if I had seen Sherlock with no idea that we were even going to do an episode like this at some point. Ah. And asked me I if I'd seen Sherlock. Seat. What's that? Thank you, bro. Yeah. I no, planted the seed. He did. And I had told him no. Um, and for reasons that aren't worth getting into, at one point I was kind of boycotting the thing, but it's stupid and it's not worth talking about it. But anyway, and it was dumb on my part. <laughs> but, it, but he said to me, he goes, you should watch it because if you like Doctor Strange, you will love Sherlock. So mm-hmm. I said, all right, I'll, I'll have to give it a chance. And I had every intention of it, but it wasn't until we set up this episode that I was like, all right, well, now I have to because I want to be able to talk about it. And, and then you done watched about uh, 30 hours of oh, yeah. Sherlock all oh, weekend. Well, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's it's almost like getting my fix. Like, I needed more. But anyway. Um, I'm an enabler. Was, yes, you are. It was your heroin. <laughs> yeah. But um, I would argue it, that Irene Adler is the heroin. <gasps> oh, but I'm bum. In a different way, except that the heroin helps him focus, and Irene Adler is his distraction, which is why when she pops into his head, he says, Get out of my head! So yeah, she's true. the come down. Yes. <laughs> Anywho, so, the, the, point, the point was that um, it, it really is clear to me now that I think he got, he being Benedict Cumberbatch, got the role as Dr. Strange. <laughs> Because of his portrayal of Sherlock, because they are very, very, very similar, and and I was like I said when we were talking last night, the one thing I pointed out was that I feel like, you, Arlen, you saw Infinity War or no? Yes. Yes. Okay. So when he's on the go. planet and trying to figure out the different um, outcomes, when he's looking at right, the, like, and he's like million. moving that ball in his hands, right? Yeah, it's identical to when Sherlock's in his mind palace. Yep. Yep. Doing the yep. It really, it really was identical, and I had two thoughts when I saw that. One was either it's just really a cool way to link the two together, or two Benedict Cumberbatch has no no range because he has to do the same damn thing. But I'm leaning towards the first more than the second. But <laughs> well, I don't even know I, that the that the link was intentional. Sure. Um, sure. Because I, I mean. 
with Sherlock, the Mind Palace, that's a thing that that date that that is something that Doyle came up with. Yeah, describing yeah, yeah. the Mind Palace, which is a memory technique. Um, and someone like me, who I always joke about how I have a memory like Dory, that's not a joke. I really, I have such a horrible memory. Um, so I use the Mind Palace technique to remember things that are important. Um, and it does help. Like, I've, I've actually done it. I've taught it to students, um, you know, preparing for tests or, you know, how to solve math problems and uh, especially complex math problems. Um but uh, so with him doing the mind palace, that's him, you know, going through and coming up, um, basically doing inductive reasoning in his head um, and thinking of the possible outcomes. Um, Robert Downey Jr. does the same thing. Um, they show it in the movie um, when he's thinking about how could this fight go. Yeah. Um, and yeah, oh, which is one of my favorite parts of those movies when he when they do that with those scenes. So, yes. And that is him and doing the mind palace. Yeah, but the um, with Doctor Strange, it was him literally looking at possible different outcomes right. because that's what his character does, you know, being able to, um, you know, look at different timelines and stuff like that. So I actually don't think that the link was intentional. Okay, I think that's it was. Fair. I think it was. But, I, I think it's something that you saw because of you knowing both characters. Right, and 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 that's probably true. But the thing that was interesting was the portrayal of it. So even if the link itself wasn't direct the portrayal of both were very very similar mm. so but it was just the world it, may never know the world may never know um but he definitely th there's a lot to go into with that show so i mean marty freeman like you mentioned as watson i loved mm -hmm. i loved how in both elementary and sherlock they do show the introduction of the two characters because i don't feel like you get that a lot in the movies Especially like Watson's just there, whereas with the shows and then Enrico, we've had this conversation about me movies versus shows anyway because you had just have more time to flush out characters and storylines and things like that. Mm -hmm. So they have the opportunity to show that introduction. Yeah. Whereas like if you did it in the movie, it would be like Batman, where you're like, oh Christ, here's another origin story, and we don't need like right. the sixth version of the origin story. Right, just rehashing the same old stuff with different faces on it. Yeah. Right. So. I mean, because and that's something that Rico God, and I talked about. We leave alone. That's it. Leave what? I said, leave Thomas and Martha Wayne alone for Christ's sake. For yeah, let them be. Let them stay dead. Let them rest in peace. They've been shot twenty-eight ways from Sunday. Like, just let them, let them rest in peace. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> now we're gonna go on a Batman um, spin. <laughs> yeah. No. No. But but oh. you could because of the, the detective with him. Yep, great you know? detective genre. He's known as the world's greatest detective. Yes. There's actually, there is a, I don't remember if it was a comic book or just like a kid's book where, and I don't know how they made it happen, I can't remember, but Sherlock does go up against Batman. It does happen in a book. Like, it's not. I've never heard of that, which is odd because I love both well, of those. There was those a Gotham games. by Gas. Well, Gotham by Gaslight, right, but that's not what I'm talking about. That's really well, good, they did, too. They did it Rico? I mean, he would. You would yeah. argue that Gotham is not taking on the Sherlock Holmes role. Yes, you absolutely could make that argument, and I, I could not argue against it in any way. But I'm saying there was like, and like I said, it was one of these like one-off. Like I think it was a kids' book. Like it wasn't meant to be like a story arc or anything like that. It was just meant to be mm -hmm. something you know fun for kids to read. Um, I'm gonna look it up. I, I'm already on it. Uh, there is an app. I, have you guys ever heard of the epic rap battles of history? 
on YouTube? No. Look those no, up. No, but that sounds awesome. Look those up. It's they get these different historians to, and they get people who can rap and dress up like them and they rap. And apparently, there's one of Batman versus Sherlock, which I need to see that now. But anyway, I feel like I need to see that series in general because <laughs> oh, you would love <laughs> it. Yeah, cool. it's really kind of funny. It's on it's on YouTube, so make sure you just look it up. But um, yeah, I can't find it right now. But well, there's I, a uh, six comments. I, I found an article on Cracked about it. Okay, well, this was a, this was not an arc thing. This was like a one-off, like, kid's book. There may have been a comic book arc, too, but that's not what I was talking about. Anyway, the point being that well, if... I'll, you guys keep talking, I'll look it up. The point being, though, is that... Well, no, actually, Rico, you probably should be in on this. You you know more about Batman than I do. But, you know, he it he he is a... um. He is basically a, a Holmes type of character. Yes, he fits the archetype of the great detective um, for you know all the reasons that I mentioned before. The uh, he's genius, socially awkward, um, has um, a set of skills that are you know a quirk that makes it difficult for him to exist in normal functioning society. However, those same quirks and skills are what makes him excellent a great detective. For Batman, it has happens to be his intelligence, his access to technology, and the fact that he is filthy rich. Well, damn! I don't think well, I, I would put that I, much better. I would argue there's one difference: Batman has an uh, has an alter ego. I'm sure, like Holmes doesn't. Well, yeah. Well, and that's that's part of that's part of his quirk. I mean, there are a lot of things that Batman has that Sherlock Holmes doesn't, um, but he fits perfectly into the genre. Like you know the the traits that I'd mentioned, and there are other things also. Um, you know, having um, a sidekick slash best friend slash, slash frenemy, um, which if you uh, all of the people Sorry. following the Great Detective. What in the world am I hearing? Um, <laughs> they they'll have like somebody who they have that sort of love hate best friend relationship. Um, you know, frenemy thing with which, you know, like House has Wilson, um, and uh, uh, for Psych, Sean has Gus. For uh, a Batman, he has you. You could say you could say Robin. You could also say Commissioner Gordon, depending on how you want to look at it. Okay, guys, we are gonna take two minutes and fifty seconds to just listen, but I think we need to. All right. Give me two. Is one. this the rap you battle? Never- Cut that out. Let 
your boyfriend here go home to his wife Nobody likes you, not your brother, not your partner, not Scotland Yard You'll die alone with no friends except that needle in your arm This mustn't register on an emotional level First, exploit childhood tragedy Then gesture with pipe, Watson finishes punchline Next, acknowledge compliment Conclude with killer catchphrase. I believe your parents' homicide is why you mask your face. You're shamed and traumatized and haunted by the vast disgrace of watching like a passive waste as mama died and daddy was dispatched with hate. Holmes, you've cracked the case. You're a batshit crazy basket case. Bloody good rhymes. I've got tons. Dissing these dynamic douchebags was elementary, my dear Watson. Oh, Okay, that was the best two minutes and 50 seconds of my life. Like, hands you know, down. I love the fact that he did the Mind Palace technique right there at the end. That was oh, awesome. That was the best two minutes <laughs> and 50 oh, seconds yeah. of my life. It, it was a great rap. All the lyrics were spot on, but I just, the fucking Batman voice was like. I think that was the idea. I think that was the idea to make fun of the Christian Bale thing. Oh, gosh. I'm <laughs> right. Do you have a throat infection that you didn't have last episode? Because uh, yeah, dude, it was a, it was a Cookie you. Monster. It was a Cookie Monster and um, Scooby Doo combination. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you right now, Arlen. I'm posting a link to that in the 21 Street regulars. Yes, please I, do. I, that is awesome. That needs can you tag? Uh, can you tag both Anne and me in that, please? I I will gladly because that needs to be shown to the world. Like. As well as well as uh, as well as this episode of your podcast, of course. Well, yeah, but, that, but that, this probably won't be out for a couple weeks, so it'll be a while before that happens. Of- but, well, no, we've just got that many in the can. I've got stuff lined up already, ready to go out. So we're just, yeah, we're just. He's got to talk to the shit out of this too. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna take some time. What? He's got to almost the fuck out of this. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm bummed. So anyway, um. <laughs> I have a drum set over here. I can do that. No, no, no we're good. Um, thank you. So we're, I don't even know where we're going now. What are we? We need to go back to the movies because okay. we, we have deviated from the movies a whole stuff, lot. Right. All right. So Rico, why don't you take us back there? I brought you, I brought, I brought you guys back home. Uh, uh, All right. So, so just, just quick, uh, quick break to, to uh, point out uh, CG. I know you had to have caught this in the, one of the episodes of elementary. Um, when he, uh, when Holmes is working with a, a gang and one of them says, Hey Holmes. And he's like, Oh, Are you really? yeah, I did. <laughs> like, I, can't tell Actually, I, 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 I was thinking that should be the title is, is Sherlock Holmes because now we have a homie joining us. There you go. Sup Holmes. I actually just like yo Holmes. Yeah. <laughs> yo I'll, I'll, Holmes. I like, I like, uh, sup Holmes actually like sup Holmes. Yeah, that could work. We'll, we'll figure it out, but. Rico, why don't you take us back to the movies and we'll we'll talk about RDJ because I know how much of a fan you are. You are well, I think we're all fans, but you I think you're the biggest RDJ fan here, or at least out of the two of us. I can't speak for Arlen. Of course. Um, I was a fan of I was I mean obviously I was a fan of RDJ uh, before he became Iron Man and Sherlock Holmes, but I thought when I first heard that he was going to play Sherlock Holmes, I'm like, that is brilliant fucking casting, especially with Guy Ritchie as director and Jude Law as Watson. I'm like, that is going to fucking be. Um, amazing. And for, in my own opinion, as much as I love fucking Benjul Cucumber's, um, fucking version of 
excuse me, that's Bumper Dink Cabbage of, Patch. Uh, Sherlock. Excuse me. I'm sorry. <laughs> Bumper Dink Cabbage Patch. <laughs> <laughs> I think you just killed Rico. Oh, you just fucking broke my brain. <laughs> At oh. least he wasn't holding a cigarette when I said it. Yeah, right. Oh my god, I, I, that would have been hailed the fucking cigarette. <laughs> that was so because you did it just on a boom right there. Um. So, oh god, that's gonna fucking hot. <laughs> <laughs> Every time you see him now, you're gonna be like, dang it. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, so as much as I love um, fucking uh, Cumberbatch's um, fucking interpretation, it is amazing. What I don't like is his fucking hair. I don't know why, but his hair yeah. annoys the shit out of me. But it's, you're, it's, you're it's talking about Sherlock or RDJ? Cumbersnatch. Okay, yeah, I agree. Yeah, not Bumper a fan of the hair. Cabbage Patch, his hair. <laughs> I mean, all respect to fucking Anne who copied it. It looked and great on her. Off. It, yeah, yeah. It, it, it pulled it off completely, but it looks fucking awful on fucking uh, Cumberbitch's fucking head. Um, we have destroyed this fucking poor man's like name so much. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, <laughs> um, but for RDJ, because he has the deadpan drawl, he has the air of arrogance and intelligence. And there it is. Yep. I, look, and I don't know if. RDJ is actually that intelligent, but he's such a good actor where he can convince us that he seems intelligent because whether you're watching him in Chaplin or kiss, kiss, bang, bang, or, or Iron Man or whatever, he conveys a form of intelligence, but primarily arrogance and ego and, yes. and the voice helps. If, yeah. if Benedict Cumberbatch did not sound like Benedict Cumberbatch, it would not he it would not be nearly as successful. Agreed. Yeah. And Johnny Lee Miller came close because he doesn't have the type of timber that uh Sherlock Holmes you would think would have. It, he it, has it's a lighter more voice. Light, it's, more, it's a lighter voice, but he's a great enough actor where it works. Right. Well, uh, it's sort of a, a little bit more of an authentic accent than Robert Downey Jr. would have. Well, that's because right. well and and to be fair, Johnny Lee Miller is actually English, so that's yeah. that's why. Pretty sure right? he's Scottish. Well, okay, maybe, but he's he's, the point is, he's from the he's from the island versus RDJ, who's from like the, Los the big island, yeah, right, yeah. But <laughs> R- RDJ from the fucking hills. Oh, it's New York. Actually. It might be New York, yeah. But at the same time, real quick, he's just to touch <laughs> to touch on um, elementary, what I really like about it is in previous incarnations of Sherlock Holmes and even to a degree in Sherlock, it's more refined. He's a more refined mm-hmm. upper class yes. thing. And Johnny Lee Miller, he's more I don't want to say street level. That's not the word I want to use, but he's more, he's more punk. Yeah. He's still he has a level of elitism to him, but he does have a little bit more street attitude. You know, he tattoos himself. Um he's well, not I think ashamed those are, to I think those are uh, really to, Johnny's tattoos, honestly, but go ahead. Well, they, they've shown him on the episode giving himself tattoos, even. Right, 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 right. Um, but, uh, yeah, he's... Uh, um, well, he is well, yeah, yeah. Um, especially in the beginning. If you notice, um, it I mean, became his, more his refined. His a person. best and a t-shirt. Mm, yeah. Yeah, well, he started to do the button-up shirt after I mean, and that a while, was... but, uh... Okay, well, I mean, uh, like I said, I, I'm only in the first season. 
Um, yeah, that's for, what I was going to say. I did notice that, though, with the first season, was he looked a lot more, I don't want to say down to earth, because that's not quite it, um, almost more uh, willing to slum it a little bit, I guess. Finding the right person for the job isn't easy. Just ask someone who hired their personal trainer as a caterer. All right, folks, let's keep this line moving. You there with the tongs. Picking up one Duchess potato at a time will not cut it at my catering table. Drop and give me 50. But if you've got an insurance question, you can always count on your local GEICO agent. They can bundle your policies, which could save you hundreds. Okay, this is what we call the wild mushroom and asparagus dip dip and press. Come on, let's get those plates above your heads. For expert help with all your insurance needs, visit geico.com slash local today. It's probably um, it, but then I don't know if it's character development or if it was a wardrobe change, but you do see him um, dressed a little bit more, more refined. He wears the... Um, not really a tie, but he'll wear a, a, a collared shirt buttoned to the top button with a, um, vest, with a, yeah, with a vest or with a jacket for most of the rest of the series after that. But that might be a character development choice as opposed to a change in wardrobe. Now, going back to RDJ, for RDJ and the Guy Ritchie adaptation, mm-hmm. for me, it was because, like CJ said, a lot of the adaptations were more refined and very polished off the the deer stocking cap the mm-hmm. pipe that was a lot of basil rathbone in the you know yeah what the 40s 50s it was right. very it was more elegant and and that was i mean the arguably when people think Sherlock Holmes, they think you know pipe they think the hat they think the the cloak and the in all that shit they think elementary might be a waltz and, and you know they they think more refined and, and posh and they yes. play no. they play with that fact in Sherlock a lot, where they make him wear the hat when he doesn't want to, and that whole thing. Right. Well, even just um, the the elitist uh, the the elitism that goes along with the character. Um, I think a, a good reason for that though is then to show how low he's willing to go to get his high because because um, he's slumming it. You know, yeah, when he goes yeah. to the to the drug houses and such, um, not not just in the TV series, but even in the in the books themselves. Um, and the fact that he so easily fits in with uh, where we got there, our group name from the Baker Street regulars would be the Baker Street Irregulars, um, which were the <laughs> uh, the the street rats, the uh, kids living in the street. Um, the, the kids talking with the Cockney accents, you know, walking around calling everybody governor as they're stealing the, the wallets out of the back pocket. Um, the all the uh, yeah, it's yeah, and it's uh, you know, to see somebody who is gives off this this impression of this elitist status, you know, his brother is in government and his father is high society, and here the people who he associates with most easily are homeless children who steal people's uh, wallets. Yeah, I think we just broke Rico. Sorry, or he's processing. No, it, it froze for a second. Yeah, I was just keeping sound. Okay. And Bart's passing as well. Yeah, we gotta love Bart. Uh, the unofficial third member of the podcast. Exactly. Um, Feed me by a second. I was just about to say that. <laughs> um, Dino's the mascot, then, then Bart but, is the underlying uh, soundtrack. Yeah. So anyway, but yeah, no, the RDJ movies, the Guy Ritchie movies, um, of the two, so I just watched Game of Shadows literally before we started recording because I hadn't seen it. I'd seen it before, but it mm. had been a long time, so I needed to refresh my memory on it. And... It's not as good as the first one. It's not. No, it's not. You know, it's it's not as good, you know, I suppose, as far as, like, entertainment value, but character development-wise, um, I do think it is, because uh, is Game of Shadows not where he uh, he meets Mary, Sherlock meets Mary, and um, th- that is the same. He meets her in the first one. Oh, he meets her in the first one. He meets her in the first one, but they're getting married in the 
She but, plays a bigger role in the uh, second okay. one, but he meets her in the first one. Yeah. Okay, that's right, where they have the bachelor party. The That's the second one. The bachelor party is the second one. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So there, you know, you can see, uh, because, the well, um, uh, Anne and I have talked about this before. We both see um, in Sherlock Holmes' uh, Features of Autism. Um, you know, one, oh, totally. One of the things, yeah, needing things to be a certain way. So for him, you know, he needs that static in his life, one of Ms. Watson. So to watch him have that character development where he's finding ways to cope with the fact that, that Watson is not going to be connected to him at the hip anymore because he's going to be connected at the hip to his wife. Right. Um, you know, which yeah. is – is uh, something that we have yet to experience in elementary. I don't think we're going to, um, but, you know, was a, a huge character turning point both in, in the books and in Sherlock and then, you know, in the movies as well. Well, wait a minute. And, okay, Rico, I have to spoil some of this, but she brought up a point that I think I can counter, but it's going to ruin some of the newer stuff. And I don't know, it might even ruin it. I'm, I'm going to take a headphones on. You just point back at me when, it's time to, when I can listen. That's fair. That's fair. But to be fair, Arlen, this might ruin it for you, too, because you said you're a couple episodes back. But she's yeah. looking to adopt a, a child. Okay. And I, so, you know, I do remember her talking about possibly wanting that. And there was some reason that, you know, she only had, like, two years left in order for, like, viability or something like that. I remember that in an earlier episode. Yeah, but this episode. isn't, like, in vitro. She's flat out, like, she at one point, there's an episode where she's got a, there's a surrogate. It's, it's not an in vitro thing. Like, this woman got pregnant okay. and wants to just you know, give up her, her child. So to your point, you may get that dynamic. It'll just have a different spin on it. Instead of a husband, it'll be a child. Which is you know? what elementary does. Yeah. Right. They take, so they take the uh, standards and change them. Exactly. So I think it has a real potential to, to do that same thing, but you could be right. It may not, it may not do it at all. Cause, cause as of right now, it doesn't look like it's going to happen. Like it, it, it was okay. something she was exploring and then it failed. Now I don't know if she's still exploring it. They, cause they do that with elementary. They'll, they'll start a story like that and then they'll leave it alone for like three or four or five episodes and then it'll just kind of come back. Yeah. So you just never know. So it may double back, but as of right now, it looks like it may be a, a finished issue. Mm. So, and I was about to bring Rico back, but he just walked away. I know. I just so, watched him walk over there. Um, which I guess I could bring up something else that I'm glad that – oh, no, here he comes because I want him to chime in on this. Um, you can come back, Rico. Hi. So, um, yeah, Sherlock it's safe. dies. What did you – I didn't hear what you said. <laughs> I said Sherlock dies. Sherlock dies. Yeah, no. Um, Suck my Sherlock. <laughs> no, they did enough of that in, in the Sherlock version. But anyway, there you go. Um, is he dead this week? I don't know. Yeah, right. Basically, there is one other thing from elementary that's in the same realm. But Rico, this doesn't ruin anything because it's not a reference to anything in a specific episode. It's more of just about the dynamic, what they're not going towards. And you'll be happy to hear this. And again, it spoils nothing. There's no. It seems like there's going to be no chance of the of a romantic relationship between Sherlock and Watson because Watson being a female, I was fearful that at some point they were going to go yes. down that road of Watson and Holmes becoming a couple and it doesn't look like it's going to happen now and I'm really really happy about that to be honest with you because I didn't want that to happen so it would be like it like I said that the pandering to certain target demos right would, would be exactly the only reason to do that and it would not work with the story exactly agree are, are there still a little bit of subtleties and subtext like like similar to like maybe the X-Files like a little bit of Brewing no, because romance underneath, but they're never the, gonna do it. No, because in the X Files they do do it. It becomes yes. a couple at some point. 
towards they the end do. of that series. They do. It is series. a post-series in the second movie. Sorry. Oh, was it the movie? Okay, yeah. Yeah. So. Well, fuck you guys for ruining everything. Well, you shouldn't be so fucking far behind on a 20-year-old fucking TV show. No kidding. What are you, it's freaking hey, spoiler alert. You, like... you just started Sherlock. <laughs> hey, but I banged through it in like 10 days, so I don't even want to hear it. Watch the watch yeah, the second X Files movie. It was better than the first. X-Files. Oh, definitely, definitely. Uh, you want to talk about spoilers? Did you guys know the fucking Titanic hits the goddamn iceberg? Does it sink? <laughs> Are they okay? Everybody survives, right? Not Leo. Leo. <laughs> so, hey, um, uh, unrelated, and you don't have to. You can edit this out. But my husband just told me today that they're looking at Leo to possibly pay, play the Joker in the new Suicide Squad. I would take that over Jared Leto. You know, I, I, yeah, I, I can't tell. Um, I, I think, I think that would, do it. that would mean you have three active Jokers at the same time because Jared Leto's getting his own movie. I'm, um, Joaquin Phoenix. I'm has done. His... I'm done with Joker. I fucking can't. No. <laughs> Four, if you consider Gotham. Well, yeah. Okay, ah! I was talking cinematically, There's but a... sure. Yeah. There's two of them on fucking. You know what though? I don't. I don't know the validity of that. My husband has an obsession with people who want, who are going to play the Joker. So um, it could have been, you know, somebody's backdoor fan site that. Sure, sure. Uh, you know, but uh, just to just to mess with your heads. Just, no, that's fine. Know. And we'll leave that in. There's no need to cut that out. We'll leave it in for okay. a minute. But anyway, because I mean, without getting too far off things, you could argue Joker is Moriarty for Batman. <laughs> so there you go. You lost him. Rico, I, I was going to say that too. He's Rico throwing is up. just given up. He is left. <laughs> He's you just threw up things. in your laundry. Now you have to put the laundry back in the machine. Just all right, are you back. all right? You, you good there? <laughs> there you go. Watch it be like your favorite performance ever. Yeah, right. And you'll, um, we'll, we'll play this back for you. Oh, no, I, I don't, I don't like Leo DiCaprio. Well, oh well. Well, you know, it's not always about you, okay? <laughs> It's my fucking life. I will. <laughs> okay, for I those will create who... my own imaginary casts, and you will like it. For those of you who can't see, Rico just hung himself in an invisible rope. Um... Right after vomiting in his clean laundry. Yeah, after vomiting in his clean laundry. No, I, um... banged... I banged my fucking head against the washing machine. Oh. oh. Yeah, right? There was really no need for Here, that. Let me, let me uh, uh, just kind of rub your head for you. Right Aw, that's so sweet. <laughs> feel better now? No, what'd you wipe on me? I, well, I was just eating those gummies. Remember? Oh, stop! No, 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 he, he just no, 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 red no, on my forehead. Thank no, 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 this time no, we've spent together has no. actually been talking about the topic for your show. No, no, this show is sure fucked. Because we got into Rico's history, we got into my history, so I want to, or into your history, Arlen. Let's do mine real quick before we, we end this thing. My introduction to character... Forget, we're going to talk about uh, a retreat before we leave. Yes, we'll we'll get that in the end here. Um, my introduction to character was um, Hound of the Baskervilles. It was a children's series of books. It's still Sherlock, it's still Conan Doyle, but it's... It was put into like an easier to read format, a bigger fonts, and and I and read that and was captivated by the by the character, and it it took me from there, and I read anything I could get my hands on from that point mm-hmm. forward, and then eventually when I started making visual medium, I did that. Um, but what 
what I love about the character and what what holds me to Holmes is um, the solving the puzzle. I yes, I I think I am no nowhere near like the intellectual genius that a Sherlock Holmes would be. I'm not. I'm not even going to pretend that I am. But that need to have the answers like he sure. does. What's that? He said you're smart. Nothing. No, nothing. Yeah. Nothing, dear. Thanks, honey. Um, <laughs> but that need to solve the puzzle and and why did the why not only solve the puzzle but how did we get from point A to point B? Mm-hmm. Like that is a thing for me, and that's why I'm in the in the field I'm in and uh, my job because of that that need that desire. Um, and the other thing that I find that I do is so we've talked about on the podcast before but arlen i don't know if you've known this i have a disability i have you've, you've dis- shared that with me yes okay i didn't know if i had i have a physical disability so i can trip on things that people don't generally trip on because they, they have better balance and and whatnot so i am very very aware of my surroundings at all times so that that ability holmes has to notice a whole bunch of things surrounding him um is is a skill that i feel like i've fine-tuned whether it was influenced by the character i'm not sure i don't know if that came from that or if it's just something i had to do out of pure survival but mm-hmm. um it is something so i'm not sitting here because i can see the look on rico's face and he he's waiting for me to say that i think i'm sherlock holmes and i'm not i'm far oh from well it. that's okay um me being a writer and the one who um created the archetype of the great detective i'll say that um by your description yes you would fit into the archetype of the great detective you have your quirk that makes it difficult for you to function in normal society um and uh you have your uh frenemy right there right next to you the yeah. one who's raising his eyebrows at you right now um the the little love hate relationship um yeah so i'm the Sherlock Holmes, bitch <laughs> no you're the watson yo i am or he is oh. he's the he's the watson and oh you're totally the yeah and i i could be uh i could be moriarty i can be an evil genius no i'll be i'll be irene i can be irene adler nah i'm more moriarty Sorry. You know, to be fair, and this is going to sound worse than I mean it, but you, you you strike me as Mrs. Hudson. I would say that in the way that Mrs. Hudson has this dark past that pops up every once in a while. You know, right. where no. she's like, you know, I murdered my husband and he helped me cover it up. You know, like that kind of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, that would be where, like, I look like this sweet old lady, and I do have a compulsive, I just need to feed people when they're at my house, so yeah, or, I can go Or with even the thing where she goes, you want a cup of tea, and he goes, yeah, and he goes, oh, well, the teapot's over there. Like, that's totally yes. you. Yeah. That's, that is, yep. If we're being honest, Stephanie is is the Mrs. Hudson of us. Oh, well, if we're including her in this little quatrain, then sure. <laughs> All right, I'm back to Moriarty. I'm- I like to think I'm, I'm the bulldog in fucking Sherlock in the movies. Yeah, but then you're dead half the time, <laughs> or at least close to death. Well, I'm kind of dead half the time of my fucking migraines. Yeah, I, I, I think I'm like the, I think I'm like the bulldog. Well, I guess that's fair. What's his name? Gladstone. Or, no, um, oh shit. No, it might be Gladstone. Actually, yeah. Now you say it. Thank you. I'm glad I said it. Now I know I'm right. I don't know who you're talking about. The dog, the dog that like when it's the RDJ movies, the, the Guy Ritchie movies, and and Holmes or uh, Watson walks in and goes, "Holmes, 
what did you do to the dog this time? That dog. Oh, that's what he's talking about. yeah. Okay. Now I know. Yeah. There he thinks he's like taxidermied or whatever. Okay. Yeah. 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 Now so. I know what you're talking about. Oh, check out that picture of Rico. It yeah. paused halfway with smoke coming out of your mouth like a dragon. Dude, awesome. it looked like you took the biggest inhale off a joint and let it roll. It was kind of funny. <laughs> Watson knows how to chill. It's me doing my, it's me doing my, my snog impression. Yes. Snog impression. Well, that was Benedict Cumberbatch too, wasn't it? So there you go. Yep. Bumperdine Cumberbatch. Cabbage Patch gets around. <laughs> he's got he's got to follow Watson somehow. Oh, All right, so let me uh, let me just pitch writer retreat and uh, and virtual writer retreat here real quick. Then since I only got a couple minutes, yeah, please. Um, okay, so uh, for those interested, I'm hosting a Chicago writer retreat. Um, fly into O'Hare um, uh, August 10th through the 12th. Um, I will be there probably midday Friday. A majority of people will be there Friday night. Um, the hotel we are staying at has a shuttle. Um, it is O'Hare Inn and Suite. Uh, I, my point was the, the, the details may not be necessary, but yes, explain what you're going to be doing in terms of just the the concept of what, you know, maybe not the hotel and all that, but just the retreat okay. itself. Okay. Uh, well, and we'll do it again in uh, other locations. It's been requested. Um, it is not a conference. I need to clarify it is not a conference. There's not an itinerary. Um, the main point of writer retreat is to write, to go somewhere where we cannot be interrupted, where you are not at your house and you have to write. Um, or, you know, if you're a podcaster, you come and you spend the entire weekend planning your next podcast. Duh, it counts. It's what oh, if, if we were there, we would just record the whole damn weekend. I'd have like Probably. four episodes by the time it was over, if not more. I bet. Well, and you know what? Um, as far as the virtual conference goes, we're going to have the teleconference set up, which I'm leaving that to anybody who isn't me to figure out. Um, Eric, <laughs> a.k.a. Gingerman, I think is is helping with uh, Erica Rose, if you follow her. Um, and uh, I want to say there's somebody else who's in on that, too. But um, they're going to get it set up and everyone will be connected and you guys can just you'll get a whole bunch of just show fodder. Just watch us live in a creepy sense for three straight days and take away what you will but um yeah we're gonna uh we're gonna write and whenever uh, we need some breaks because we do need those we're gonna round table and we'll talk about whatever discussions uh that's uh, related to writing whether it's formatting a book coming up with characters um overcoming story block um me droning on and on about character archetypes including the cycle of the hero um which is great for overcoming writer's block um yeah but the main point is to write and to uh meet the rest of our nerd network and this all was born from the circle of friends that are on Twitter, was it not? I mean, like, I, I yep. vaguely remember it being, like, someone, like, making an offhand comment. We should get together and have a retreat. Next thing I knew, there's actual plans, and it's coming together, and now here we are. I am uh, I'm the resident extrovert of our group, so when people say, let's do a thing, but they don't really mean it because they're all introverted, I'm like, I got you, and then... <laughs> Then a retreat happens, and that's also where Karaoke Friday came about. Was someone's like, "Oh, singing is fun." Funny you say that. Now every Friday I do a karaoke challenge. So yeah. actually, I would argue that it started with you and Rico going back and forth with the little video clips. I do have to give Rico credit for that because he he uh, direct messaged me a song, and he's like, "Now it's your turn." And I was like, "Okay, this can be a thing." So really, Rico initiated the idea for the karaoke challenge. And I just took it out of DM and put it on a Twitter verse, and now we it's have like thing. twenty people. <laughs> Except if I believe I, there I, are two I've people. Who are, to... uh, 
two people who were missing last week. Oh, that's right. You both. Where's your videos? Well, (laughs) yeah, I can't comment on mine, but Rico, feel free to defend yours. I will tell you right now, though, I was going through the thread on this most recent one, and it seemed like we picked up two people who weren't even part of the circle who just stumbled into the virtual karaoke. I didn't even know. It was awesome. Yeah. Um, I don't remember their names off the top of my head, but I, he was like, "What? What? What is this shit?" <laughs> but not yeah. in a bad way. It was just like, "What? What the fuck have I stumbled into?" Yes. Yeah, but we did. We got a couple new people this week. But I am just saying that two people who who uh, host a podcast uh, about films maybe want to participate in the week where it's songs from TV shows. You know, made it easy for you guys. <sighs> well. Would it help if I did mine now on the air? Yeah, but then I can't like retweet it under the hashtag. And it's going to be three weeks after the fact. You can retweet it. You can... Oh, well, you're going to do I'm, it. I'm, oh, I'm, 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 oh, I see I'm what late. you're doing. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, I see. yes, yes, yes. Okay. What, what, uh, what show are you going to do? Or is it a theme song? It's a, it's, it's full. Just bear with me. I'm, I'm getting the lyrics. Hang on. Oh no. I'm not going to really do the music because like, that'll, that'll fuck up the whole thing. And it'll, it'll, we'll probably sit, like end it. Uh, Oh, I'm cutting with, the recording as soon as you finish the song. The, the episode ends right there. So I will say right now, thank you, everybody, for listening. We always enjoyed Arlen. Thank you for coming on. We really um, loved having it. Really, it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed myself. So Anytime. Okay, Rico. Stage is yours, my friend. Are you ready, kid? I said, I, uh, are you ready? Oh, who lives in a pineapple under the sea? Absorbent in yellow and porous is something you wish. The drum of the deck and flop it like a fish. Are you ready? SpongeBob SquarePants. SpongeBob SquarePants. SpongeBob SquarePants. SpongeBob SquarePants. Hey everybody, CJ here with a few thank yous and let you know how you can get in touch with and follow the show and us. Go to iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play Music to listen to, subscribe, rate, and comment on the show or the Listen Notes podcast search engine at www.listennotes.com. Go there, type in Podeskew, all one word, and you can stream us right there. If you want to agree with or yell at us directly, follow Rico, me, and the show on Twitter. The show is at Podeskew, Rico is at Rance Rico, and I'm at M underscore Blade. If you need to contact the show for promotional reasons, tweet Stephanie at PR. Our special guest, Arlen Lake, is at Dr. Who, What, Why, How. That's D-R, Who, What, Why, How. And the Sherlock Holmes fan page, Baker Street Regulars, is at 221-B-Regulars. Arlen's book, Dysa of the Nothing, a fantasy tale, is available at Amazon. That's Dysa, spelled D-Y-S-A. Go to Amazon.com, type in the title in the search bar, and pick up a copy for only $2.99. Check out Rico's YouTube channel, Rico's Rants, on YouTube at www.youtube.com slash Rico's Rants. Speaking of YouTube, Batman vs. Sherlock Holmes is courtesy of Epic Rap Battles of History Season 2 on YouTube at www.youtube.com slash Epic Rap Battles of History. Thank you to Dubbed in English for our opening theme music, 96 Reasons. 
They're no longer online, but you can contact me for a copy of the full song or the entire Plan 9 EP. Thank you to Samuel Lemons for our closing music, Theme Askew. You can find his music on SoundCloud at www.soundcloud.com slash Samuel Lemons. Finally, our biggest thank you is to you, everyone, for listening. Rico and I truly appreciate your time and look forward to bringing you another episode soon. Why, it's elementary, my dear Rico. Honey, I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light. Ow! 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 Some things never change. Like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. Please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.